0: Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever all of our listeners celebrate out there. We're happy to have you back. I am Mike Peroni alongside Mr. Jay Woodson and McLean
1: Boy. How are you guys? Well, I was feeling feeling very merry and jolly this evening. There we go. Perfect. S- S- the Christmas spirit ready to go. Here we so
0: are. Happy. Christmas week. Christmas week. We're doing this on a Tuesday night um before christmas so we hope everyone is happy and healthy and ready for the the holidays with their families or by themselves whatever you want sometimes by yourself might be a little better but <laughs> um so yeah, i think it's i think christmas is fun right we get we all have young kids i think with the young kids it's fun um right to an extent somewhat and i don't do any of the shopping my wife does it all so i don't have to worry about that because it's fantastic
1: yeah it is nice
0: and then last night she was rapping and i was like trying to you know humor her i'm like oh you want help she's, <laughs> she's like well you you hate rapping right i'm like i do she goes you're pretty terrible at it, right i'm like i am she goes no nah, i'm good i'm like i played this i played this perfect
1: crisis of murder. get out of here
0: <laughs> sat there and watched the hockey game it was great so um yeah looking forward to it first christmas in the new house you know we're hosting yeah. christmas for some reason still don't have everything but we'll figure it out you know we'll figure it out i guess we got to we got to pass on any issues that we have this christmas so rightfully so yeah so before we get into golf i got to ask did you guys watch the world cup final on sunday
2: i did a little bit saw the highlights i couldn't couldn't I see the end of it
0: okay So I like soccer. I played it a lot growing up. I understand soccer is not a huge sport professionally here in America, and it's a niche sport, kind of like hockey that that I love a lot. Um, If you didn't watch that, or or if you didn't watch it and didn't, or you watched it and didn't like it, I don't like you because (laughs) it was amazing. If you are a fan of sports, it was truly one of the greatest championship final games i have ever seen in my life in any sport i was on the edge of my seat sh- hollering and yelling we actually did a little my my niece is big into soccer and she wanted to do a little family brunch and uh get all get together uh, and watch the world cup and so we did and everyone was glued to the tv screen and it was god it was good it was fun i mean it was it's why i would rather watch sports over any other tv show movie fucking stupid ass reality shows like this is real reality right and so i don't know it was just why i love sports and i just had to just say something about it because we talked some other sports uh on this podcast a little bit from time to time and man we uh it was it was good just two of the greatest players in the world going head to head on two of the best teams in the world um it was cool and it meant meant a lot legacy wise right for messi you know it's it was big. I don't know. I just I thoroughly enjoyed. I watched a lot of the World Cup um, this year. I follow the Premier League pretty well, and so God, I was I was jacked up watching that. I was a little sad that it's over.
1: Yeah, it was uh, it was really cool. Um, I am not the biggest fan of the sport. I've watched a couple games, but ultimately, if more games ended like this, we'd have a lot more fans probably. Um, the fact that games can go there. I mean, anytime something goes to a shootout, especially just like you mentioned, Mike, even in hockey. Um, it's certainly something that is intriguing as a sports fan, you know, it gets down to that sudden death, you know, like we, we love seeing OT and playoffs and uh, other sports. Um, but it was cool. I mean, the fact that they both scored again an extra time to tie it up at the end there, and then to go to the shootout, it was, you know, something that any sports fan wants to see. That's what they want every game to go down to. It was cool to see, you know, what i love about it i should say a better way of saying it what i love about it is how much the other countries get behind this and mm-hmm. their love for it uh, i got to spend a little time when i was caddying for dad over on the european uh senior tour and it was during the world cup and pl- places were like shut down like the bar was open yeah. during commercials and everyone <laughs> um everyone is just enthralled in it they've moved all the dining room t- chairs around into a you know a little seating area right in front of tvs and it is it's a unique experience. And ever since then, I've always kind of tuned in a little bit to the World Cup, kept up with it. And um, you know, congrats to Argentina. And Luke and uh Messi, Messi's incredible, but he doesn't quite have those Babe Ruth stats.
0: <laughs> I was gonna try to keep his name out of this podcast, but it took us all of four and a half minutes to get his name
2: in here. I mean, you're you're you you definitely are making a connection with two of the greatest to play the game. I wouldn't say that Messi is Pele status or anything like that, but it certainly capped off a pretty incredible career. I mean, that was the one, the one thing that he's been missing is is that World Cup championship. So, um, Mbappe is the real deal, though. Uh, I mean, he's only twenty three years old. The guy's going to be a he's fucking the real deal. stud. He's the real deal, and I'm not. Again, I I only get into soccer once the World Cup comes around, so I'm not going to act like I'm like some you know expert here. But just the little bit that I watched, you can you can tell who the best player on the on the field is, and it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was. It it's like I I get why people don't like soccer. Um, some of the rules are are confusing, or the way how they handle things. You know, the flopping for sure. You know, I, I I'm a soccer fan to an extent, and I. Can't stand the flopping, and I completely get that. I just watch an NBA game, and you'll see a ton of flopping as well yeah, these days. It's true, um, but I, I get it. But if you are a fan of sports and watch that and didn't like it, then you're not truly a fan of sports.
1: I agree.
2: Well, and again, this kind of goes back to try to make that connection with what's going on in the golf world. Uh, you know, we get into the World Cup because it's only comes around. You know, every four years, right? And that it just, it's like the Olympics. It's like you work, you see all these, these athletes work their way up to this and they've got so much time in between. So, you know, your greatest players in the game may only have three to four chances max to win a world cup in their entire career. So, you know, you look at uh, like Messi, I mean, he's one of the, arguably the best or one of the best, if not the best, you know, soccer player in the world, and he's never won a world cup. And here we are. I mean, he kind of, it sounds like he's going to cap off a career and retire and, I don't know. That's just at least what I hear, but it took him that long to get a, to get a world cup. So yeah, so he's, what, still gonna, he's still going to he's <laughs> still going to play a little bit. He'll never play in a world cup again.
0: Yeah. You know, he'll still play for PSG over over in France or his club team. And he'll still play some um, for Argentina a little bit and some other tournaments and events, but not
2: yeah. no more
0: world cups. It's will be four years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's like I said, it's kind of similar to what the situation is going on now. It's like, hey, do you want to you know go play for more money? Like the, what these guys do in their, you know, it, especially in the U.S. MLS, nobody watches MLS. They don't care how much these guys get paid because it's not, it, it doesn't have the the history that you know the World Cup has, and that's why I think what makes it even bigger. Again, you've got the country aspect involved, kind of like what we've talked about with the live the live tour. How are they gonna? try to create some followers and if they can kind of find a way to band together uh, and different localities and get people involved, that's one way. But the tournaments that they're playing in, nobody cares because they've never heard of that tournament. It's a a brand new tournament. It's not like winning the U S open or winning the masters or winning the, you know, the open championship, you know, you know, name them all, you know, all of them are more illustrious than what they're playing for right now. Again, I understand that it takes time, but that's where some people don't even want to watch. It's like, I'd rather watch this tournament that I know who's won the last, you know, I, I know who who's the tournament winner the last 20 years. Like, that's more fun for me. I can make a connection that way. Um, so I, I, I see a little bit of that with the World Cup, and everybody gets into it. It gets super exciting. But the day-to-day tournament or uh, matches, like, I don't, nobody really pays attention to them. I don't. Um, but the World Cup is was is fun and was fun. That that final was incredible I'll, again. And I'll
0: be curious. But we can we can wrap the soccer talk up here in a second. I'll be curious to see what happens in four years when it, the World Cup is in America. You know, and so Very true. Uh, they're they're expanding it. There's going to be more teams, so there'll be more sites, more games, and it's technically North America. There's going to be a couple locations in Canada, a couple locations in Mexico, but the prim, primarily, um, I think, eleven of the sixteen cities hosting games are in are in the states so i'll be curious to see what and i think the united states actually has a a chance to be decent and make some noise uh they were one of the youngest teams this year and they get a lot of young guys coming up so in four years will be a little bit more into their prime so yeah i hope again as as a fan of the sport i I played it a long time growing up um i hope it gets a little bit more more traction because i do think it's a great great game great sport and you start to learn a little bit more um and those guys are tremendous athletes. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my take. I had to mention it. It was just um, I was on a high for a day and a half, even though I lost every bet I made on the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was still nice. Work. Was still a joy. Still a joy. So, let's get into our sport that we are experts at—little golf. So we had um, our last major of the season this past weekend. PNC Championship. It was, it was covered like a major. Uh, I remember there were. I don't know how often they show a pro am, but they were showing the pro am for the PNC Championship, formerly the PNC Father Son Championship. But on the Golf Channel, they had full full round coverage of a pro am. Is that was that Thursday
2: the pro am or was it Thursday or Friday? I can't remember. Friday, it was the practice round or the pro. It was maybe that was the same day, but yeah, they had they had the Woods boys like. Tea, like warm up, oh, no, wall pull to wall yards. coverage.
1: It was remarkable. Um, hey, the needle was there though. That's everyone what, tuned in. I did, he was, he was there. That That's all that matters. So, how much
0: of it did you guys watch? Uh, Saturday, Sunday of the actual tournament? I didn't I get watched,
2: a I, I watched it quite a bit on Saturday. Um, and it was, I was kind of watching right when when Tiger and uh, Charlie were, were kind of turning it on there in the middle of the round. Um, it, you know, it's good to see uh, Tiger, you know, obviously on on the course. It's fun to watch Charlie to see you know what he's going to be able to do and and how much he's progressed in the last year. I will say, I don't want to start off on a negative uh, negative note, but I don't know what Charlie did to his ankle, but I could not stand watching both of those idiots limp around. Like I love Tiger, and Charlie seems like a great kid, but come on, t- Tiger cut your son to toughen up like geez you had your right leg crushed i don't think charlie did anything near what you did tell him to stop limping or you're we're out of here you know it's just like are these both of these guys the most most dramatic people on the planet i was like give me a break i like he was falling to his knee after he hit a wedge shot. I'm like get out of here i turned the channel i was like i couldn't take i couldn't take it i was like i'm not watching this
0: it was when i turned it on I kind of missed like the first few minutes when they had talked about him hurting his ankle whatever. And I saw him limping. I thought for a second, he was like making fun of his dad or mocking or like ribbing. Cause they, they say Charlie ribs, his dad, he ribs JT. Yeah. I was, I was like, is he, is he trying to mock his dad on purpose here? And then they, then they said something about his injury. I'm like, Oh shit. He's hurt too. And he limps the exact same way. And he like, Get grimaces me. the exact same way. I'm like, uh, like he was emulating uh, him
2: trying to, Oh, uh, what oh, yeah. What the
0: fuck is going on?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, hey, you got to take the good with the bad. Like, father, like Son, if you want to watch his kid swing like his dad, he's going to start acting like it too. So it is what it is. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of making, you know, I'm lighthearted. I mean, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He's really hurt. He's hurt. I get it. But it was a little annoying to watch him, you know, like you said, grimace on uh, like a wedge shot. He was dropped to his knees. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, get up. I was like, get up. <laughs> I was like, but anyway, I will say the one thing that so I wanna
0: I wish I could have seen him at his, you know, 100% health and his swing and his his game and, you know, see some of his speeds. And I don't think we got a proper judge of of that this weekend of, you know, if some of the numbers we were hearing were accurate or not, I, I don't think they quite were. But I will say it was cool to see him manufacture stuff and learn how to figure out. Okay, I can't get to my left side because of this ankle. How am I going to hit this golf shot? And mm-hmm. you can obviously Tiger was in his ear telling him like, "Listen, you're gonna have to just basically hit these big, slap sweeping cuts," and
1: <laughs> you true. know,
2: yeah, we've seen that for the last. Yeah, 10 Tiger's years. perfected that one. Well, uh, the, the injured slap cut. He's but, still he's still doing it though, like a little bit. I mean, I, I I I know you guys probably saw this, but he made some changes to his his driver and his three wood. Um, I think uh, he moved the uh, he's he's playing the stealth, but he moved the he had it set on the draw setting and moved it to neutral, and then uh, made made it more upright. So it seemed as though he was trying to to create more of the the draw look without changing the weight and in, in the club. I, th- I think he's heard enough people say, "Hey man, you're really slap cutting it around you know around the golf course. Like you try to square it up a little bit. Like and it yeah. sounds like he made some adjustments to try to at least visually see that.
1: Uh, cool. um, it looked like he tried to finish his swing with, a little different with a lot more effort. I mean, he he it looked like he was trying to purposely get through the ball, which obviously we all do, and that almost sounds like an ignorant statement, but you guys get what I'm saying. It looked yeah. like, comparatively with the two swings, you could tell that he was trying to really force his way through the golf ball and get make sure that he got to that left side and and got around the round and through versus yeah. kind of holding off and letting it letting it kind of cut. Yeah, yeah. He definitely looked. Better. He looked way better than he did at the match. I, they I did the match. Highlights. I didn't get to see a ton of it, but I did watch um some good highlights and they both hit some really good shots on Saturday. Um yeah, they it, played
0: very well on Saturday. They I didn't see a ton of it on Sunday. Um, they did not play well Sunday from what I from what I saw. Obviously the score dictates that too, but yeah, um no tiger looked he hit the ball great on Saturday. He hit some I mean he was making some long putts, he chipped in for Eagle. He he looked like he was moving and swinging a lot better and was way more comfortable than he did just on last Monday, you know, yeah, we're talking well, five days before. He you know,
2: still I, he still wobbles around quite a bit, you know, but like like we've said in the past, you know, if, if he somehow finds a way to create some strength, more strength in that leg or some more endurance and he can make it through you know, a 72 hole golf tournament or close to it. I mean, I think the upper half of his, when I say upper half, I mean, his arms, his, you know, shoulders, his head, like if he can make it through 72 holes um, with what he's got up top, if if his lower body will keep up then I mean, he can, I mean, he can still compete. I mean, uh, in terms of the feel looks like it was close. Like if he's just, if he can get a few more reps and play more golf, the short game shots looked a little better. He had a couple wedges that were just spot on. I mean, like really nice. spot on, like, I mean, perfect distance control and like to a couple of feet. Like, I mean, you see, when you see a player like hitting shots like that, you're like, okay, he's he's got it dialed in, you know, or close to it. I mean, Tiger, I mean, geez, he's yeah, always. It's, it's not it a surprise,
1: in. especially with what he has in his backyard and where he could probably yeah. really spend his time practicing. You know, he hit the the one on Saturday that impressed me the most was the, Kind of 60 yard flop shot to a tight pin just over the bunker and literally dead dead nuts to a foot. It was fantastic work. You could tell that he has that shot dialed in. And that's something that only a player of you know extremely high caliber can even pull off or think to try.
0: Try to pull off. Yeah. That's yeah. right.
1: So it was, it was, I thought some of his short game work was very impressive. Um, and ultimately, I think he he exactly like what we all said he definitely looked a lot better than he did at the match but if he can somehow get to a flat golf course i mean the other thing we got to take into consideration he was in a car it, it, it's it's very difficult for me to think that he can be competitive walking 72 holes that yeah that, he, was in a, he was in a car for two days biggest issue and yeah. there are certain course where maybe he could go i mean if he really wants to win, it's going to be a you know the Heritage or Sea Island, you know, a golf course that's just dead super flat, short and flat, <laughs> where he could go out there and kind of get around, not have to deal with too many terrain issues. Um, but it, it's still, it's still. It's I also nice feel like it has to
0: be a course he knows a little bit, so he can limit the pre-round, pre-tournament prep and practice rounds, and you know yeah, what I mean yeah, too. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Well, I think his his infrequency of play would allow him to go in plenty of time early and go get a couple of rounds.
0: That's in. true. Yeah,
1: You know, if he decided to go play the RBC, he could go, uh, especially with now its elevated status, he could go and play three or four times earlier in the year where it's one round. He doesn't have to over exert himself. He's in a golf cart. Um, you know, he doesn't have to walk because, to me, that's going to be what I would bet at, with his financial ability, um, that he could go travel to a course and play in a golf cart and get his practice rounds in without having to walk too much during tournament yeah. week, play nine holes here or there, see it in yeah. condition, but ultimately know the routing. Just
0: slide in with the resort guests. I,
1: I'm, I mean, I, I would bet he buys out, you know, the morning tea times, the morning wave. <laughs> you know, I'm going to go play the heritage, but I'm going to take my private jet up there three times, buy out the morning wave of tee times, pay, you know, $14,000 to play my practice round and not realize that I even spent any money. That
2: <laughs> well, it sounds like a good idea. Yeah.
1: It's
0: remarkable how much, like, my emotion goes back and forth with Tiger. Last week's episode, I'm like, after the match, I'm like, no, he's done. He's done. He's got nothing. And then on Saturday, I was watching that. I'm like, fuck, he's going to win again. Like, you know, it's like <laughs> I'm all over the place with the guy. Like, I, yeah. my, my heart and my head are saying different things. And I just don't know, you know, I don't want I mean, count to the, count the
2: guy out at all, but. Uh, who who just recently was it? Padraig Harrington said that. Yeah, he's going to win d- a major again. I, I was that's that's bold. Um I mean, I will say we've been here before and we've counted this guy out. Um I know that the clock is ticking and I know the odds are going down every week that he's he, you know, he's alive. But I mean, the guy every he always does something that you've never seen before. So I'm just saying. It wouldn't be a bad idea to put like you know two hundred dollars on each major, you know, just to see, you know, eight hundred bucks oh. for the chance to win. Although I don't even know how good the odds are. I have to we'd have to look that up because the last time we checked, they were still were not very good. <laughs> I mean, the odds are still no. pretty bad.
1: Well, I think bad meaning
2: like yeah, you, you were we wouldn't make a whole lot of money off of it.
1: Well, I, I don't know. I think the best bet. I think you'd make a shit ton if you win because the best bet's going to be in two to three years, which the odds are probably worse right now. But in two yeah. to three years, we actually have the chance to see how much this leg can recover. Yeah, we know that he is in. I'm sure a very intensive physical therapy program. I'm sure he is as as we know very active in the gym to some extent. And I think that over time there is a chance. And I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but there is a chance that it could get stronger and better over time. It may get worse. He may not be able to actually work out correctly because it could damage it more. I don't know what that looks like. I'm not qualified enough to to tell you whether or not (laughs) this is a good decision, but no, you're not, but,
2: (laughs) but I I like you trying to explain if he
1: he (laughs) could build muscle a little bit to some extent, again, I don't know what it looks like, but if he could get a little stronger over usage and, you know, normal training, there's a chance that in two to three years, he could be back. I mean, we all, we've all been through some surgery of some sort or broken a bone, whatever it is. When you first take that cast off or you first get back on your feet, your leg is drained. Now that's on a very infant stage comparatively what's happened with tiger. But at the same time, you have to recover and you have to rebuild muscle and memory muscle memory for that matter. Um, but strength as well. So we don't know if that's possible. Maybe we do. Maybe I haven't seen that <laughs> that information come out of that press release. But long story short, there is a chance that he could get stronger and win again. And if he's able to, to get better at walking and he's able to endure walking more holes in the future, I, I don't think two to three years his physical ability uh, outside of walking or his mental ability will be shot and that he wouldn't be competitive on that side of things.
0: So I just pulled up his odds to win the Masters. Plus 6,000. Nowhere near good enough to make a bet.
2: Plus six thousand for a guy who can't even make it around. That's probably because of the limited field, too. I mean, you really don't have a whole lot of guys. He's
0: tied, he's tied with Adam (laughs) Scott, has the same odds. (laughs) That's crazy, isn't it? Tommy Tommy Fleetwood has worse odds than Tiger Woods.
1: (laughs) They walk really well.
0: Tommy Uh, Fleetwood won a golf tournament this year. Like Max Homa has worse odds. The number fourteen player in the world has worse odds to win the Masters crazy. than Tiger Woods.
1: That's crazy. Vegas that's, has just been burned on wild. too many times. I think Vegas has just been burned on them too many times.
0: Yeah, that's because they know they're going to get a bunch of people to throw ten dollars on that. You know what I mean? And yeah. and fifty dollars on it. Like well, everyone they, wants to just have like
1: oh, well, I'm going to put a little money heyday, on Tiger
0: because that would be awesome.
1: In his heyday, I swear they I, they got burned a ton because they were just. The odds were like he just can't keep winning. He's not gonna.
0: Well, they were making running. odds. He picked Tiger of the Field.
1: That's exactly, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Crazy, oh, silly,
0: silly, silly. Um, I guess we should probably say congrats to Team Singh, VJ, and his son Cass. Oh, yeah, they won uh, that, actually, They, they <laughs> actually won the tournament. <laughs> uh, was there 16th time,
1: 17th time? What player? were those odds though?
0: I'm not sure DraftKings had those odds up for uh, the father-son.
1: You had to think Mike and Justin Thomas were almost a formality.
2: Yeah. I I mean, I I originally thought that, but I think Mike is such a liability there. Like, he really, I mean, he was on the same tee as, as Charlie and was like 30, 40 yards behind him. So, yeah, and he was, he just always looks like he's hurting. Like he can't swing. Yeah. I would have. It's, I mean, it's fine. Right, yeah, fair. I get it. But I well, just, it, from it was a competitive I, standpoint. I was like, ah, I don't, I don't know. My
0: favorite part about Mike Thomas is no practice swings. Tease it, gets right up, one waggle, it hits it. He's it. yeah. on the green. Bones and and JT are doing their thing, and he's just like getting up and like hitting it. Like I don't have time for this. Like let's <laughs> yeah, go.
1: Like, play well, son. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Do what you do um yeah so i guess you know i guess pnc they, they dropped father son it's now the pnc uh championship since nelly quarter's playing and annika and uh which is good i hope they get a
2: few more of those Um the, those are uh, those interactions are pretty funny um i don't know if you saw that first interaction with charlie woods and annika Sorensen. it was like you would think that they would have met before but here's the first time you know Annika Sorensen, the greatest, you know, lady golfer of all time, meeting the greatest golfer of all time, son. It was just a weird interaction. He was like, hey, I'm Charlie. Hey, I'm Annika. I'm like, oh, is this how that works? <laughs> it's pretty, it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, and it's funny. A lot of those players don't, um, they don't see each other very often. Like, you know, for instance, like you've got Lee Trevino and his grandson, I guess. is No, like, oh, that's his son. I guess it, son. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Lee Trevino's is 80, 80 what years old?
0: uh i'll look it up he's old
2: i mean that's crazy good for you Lee you but either way you know you've got uh you know 83. Lee Trevino, 83 years old and his son who's a is he a teenager no you
0: know? he's not um he's a little older than i know yeah he, I, he's he's in his late 20s i think okay well that's a little bit better <laughs>
2: <So impressive. laughs> but but it's it, yeah but y- y- some of these, some of these kids are not getting a chance to play with some of these older stars that are out of the game. It's kind of neat to get them all together and those interactions. I don't know, it's kind of fun to see. Yeah. Um, why would you not want to spend 18 holes playing with Lee Trevino? I mean, could you imagine uh-huh. how fun yeah. would that be?
0: I mean, you just listen to Tiger talk. Tiger was like, I heard him during the pro am. They were talking to him. He's like, Yeah, I was upset. I missed, I missed Lee this morning. Can't wait to talk to him tomorrow. Like he was yeah. like, just like I, I want to see
2: Lee. Why, yeah, why would you not want to talk to that guy? I mean, yeah. <laughs> one, he's funny as hell, but two, I mean, he's got so much, so much knowledge, like the unbelievable stories. And I hate to say this, but you know, these guys, those stars from the, you know, sixties and seventies are they're And I, Lee was not really in the sixties, mainly in the seventies, but these guys are like, they're at the point where they're like, they're all kind of, you know, fading away, you know, you know, missing out on those some of these incredible stories from some of these guys back in that in that time period, which is kind of cool. I wish they would do uh do a little bit more with those. I know some some people are like, oh, these stories have been told over and over and over. Do I really need to hear this one again? But you'd be surprised what these guys come up with. You know, they've got so much, so much history of so much golf. You know, they can they can they whip out stories left and right and it's kind of fun to fun to hear. Yeah.
0: His son Daniel is 30, by the way
2: wow okay that makes me feel better i thought for some reason i thought his kid was like a teenager like yeah this lead. kid he was like 65 i was like nice get it, Lee. <laughs> he's the man <laughs> Seed still good still working <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um ah shit yeah, what else, what else did you guys take from the weekend at all? Again, not a huge event, but something that was on TV and fun fun to have on. I, I do enjoy watching it. I'm entertained by it. Like, obviously, it's an exhibition, but just seeing people in a different light. And I think part of it is the, um, you know, we've all played golf with our dads and that kind of thing is is fun to look back and see. And, like, you know, I love seeing the, the, the younger kids are even better. You know, Will McGee, Annika's yeah. son out there in his Jordans.
2: Yeah, just, I saw that. Sweet
0: just walking in putts, you know, just the family affair thing is kind of cool. And you know, Kuchar with his young son, it's uh, that you can tell that those they're just geeked up, they are like so yeah. excited, taking it so serious. And I, it even looks like I mean, it looked like JT and Tiger they're out there, they're grinding, man, they're taking it serious, you uh, know,
2: they're, they're competitive, they don't want to lose to each other because that's yeah. that's an opportunity for them to hold that over their head for the whole year. Um. But, uh, you know, back to Kuchar, there's one cool comment. I don't know if you heard this, but they were uh, – during the uh, the telecast, uh, they were saying how Kuchar only lets his kids use the um, odd or even clubs. Like, they don't have a full set. They have half a set. So he thinks that teaches them how to be creative and hit half shots, And which I totally agree with um, if they're yeah. not playing in a tournament. Like, <laughs> my kid's playing a tournament. I'm like, dude, you need to have 14 clubs in your bag. I mean – that's like, you know, it's like going to play NFL football without a helmet and, you know, cleats. Like, I mean, you're, you're, learn to be tough. Yeah, you're going to get rocked. Uh, but anyway, no, the idea of that's pretty cool. I think, yeah, I think that was, that right. was cool.
1: I, I definitely agree with that. And I think that's fantastic, especially because I, I think, especially when they're young, to a certain extent, you want to get them out and walk a little bit. Show them the golf course. Make the bag a little easier to carry. Don't make it so um, uh, such a burden. But on the back side of that, where it's tipped exactly, over and the clubs are hanging yeah, exactly. out, you know. Exactly. <laughs> but on the back side of that, to Jay's point, uh my, my dad would always say, Little buddy, if you're allowed 14, you carry 14. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna call my little brother out, but he played, I mean, my brother is a great golfer. I mean, he played he played college golf at Radford with Callum, uh Taryn, who's a you know, obviously a mem- friend of the pod on the PGA tour. But my brother in college <laughs> He would only have twelve clubs in the bag. I'm like, how do you not have all fourteen clubs? He's like, well, I don't like that hybrid that I have. I was like, well, get a new hybrid. Like you can, you can, you've got a spot, a spot. Let's put you're, something in there. You're allowed to and, replace it. Yeah, you can replace it. But he, yeah, he was like, whatever. And I mean, he, he played well. He had a great <laughs> career, but he was good enough to do it with only twelve clubs. I mean, just think how good you, you could have been if you just had all fourteen in there. But anyway, I, I just think that's funny.
1: That reminds me of a story I heard of. In 1942, he could upgrade his hybrid, for sure. That's right.
0: That reminds me of kind of both of what you guys were saying of of a club that you don't like. And then, you know, also making the bag lighter. It was a caddy somewhere. I forget where it was. was Caddying for a member. And he was like, yeah, I think we need to hit the three-wood on this shot. And the member is like, I I hate the three-wood. I never hit it. And the caddy looks at him and goes, why the fuck am I carrying it? (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) right. Why is it there?
1: Uh oh that's good you know, I like that.
2: I like yeah yeah well, I think we've all at some point I know I've 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 played 18 holes without 14 clubs in my bag and it's usually because I've somehow stepped on the middle of the shaft and somehow magically the club broke and Bam, here wow. I am with here I am with only 13 clubs
0: stepped on it with force
2: accidentally <laughs> Acc- accidentally yeah and it's it has a, happened it's a tripped up <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so a little, little bit of news. I didn't catch the whole tribute. and I don't know if we've brought this up in the podcast or not because kind of the news leaked a, a few weeks ago. Roger Maltby, Gary Koch, done at NBC, contracts up, not getting renewed. Uh, both guys are in their 70s, early 70s. I'm not sure exactly how old. So um, not a total surprise. I know both of the guys were a, a little upset, but it, it sounded like a year or two ago, Maltby thought he was done, and then they asked him to come back because Bones left to go back on JT's bag. And so they needed to they were losing an on-court reporter so they asked Roger to stay around and so they did a tribute um for those guys on Saturday. I caught a little bit of it. And um yeah, I don't know. I, I like both those guys. Um they're yeah, you know kind I, of vo- voices
2: we've heard for decades, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, it's I a think-
2: familiar familiar uh familiar voice both of those guys, but I think for somebody like, like that, or both of those guys, they're, they're kind of lifers. You know, they they were they became, I should say, famous in the golf world based on their their commentating skills, not from their playing skills. So it was that's why they really enjoy it and hang their hat on it, and that's why they they did it all the way until their seventies. But I would wouldn't surprise me if you know they may retire from like you know the 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 full being on, on the full team on the week to week set. But I can definitely see them coming back freelancing and and doing you know once a month come back and be like a on course reporter or you know something like that i mean i think there's too just too much knowledge and it's too easy uh for these guys to kind of fill in if somebody else can't be there so yeah. that wouldn't surprise me in the, in the slightest
1: well it wouldn't surprise me at all if we see them in some form or fashion with a lib contract either
2: yeah uh, very true yeah I mean that would that would probably be the first the, the first thing that would happen. Now, and I, would, I don't blame them for those trying to do it but, together.
1: Uh, I don't know if they're yeah. on their best, but I would I would bet especially Roger Maltby. I mean I like Gary Cope, but at the end of the day Roger Maltby I thought was the one that had a little bit more juice. He he had a little bit more color commentary and I think he offers more uh, a little bit of what Libs trying to offer as well. Yeah, you know, just that little bit more of a colored take. Yeah, right. just a
0: little bit more personality. Yeah, more personality. Not as right. not as buttoned up as Gary Coke. That's exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. I mean, hell, but if what you, if you Gary have...
2: pulls a one eighty and just says he just flips the switch and he's just cussing on every every telecast and we're like, who is this guy? Like, man, this Gary Coke guy. I, don't know, I mean, this guy's awesome.
0: Sexual innuendo jokes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, if you ever saw Roger out there like, walking the fairways, he was ripping some heaters. Yeah, he was to this day. He was still ripping heaters. I remember seeing him at one event. I forgot I was. I think it was might have been the Ryder Cup. And man, he he was just ripping heaters. And they, and then there was like an NBC guy just driving him around. He wasn't even walking the fairways. Oh, really? He would just hop in the passenger seat, and they would drive him down the fairway, and he just <laughs> just puffing <laughs> just away. Stay loose. stay loose. Just stay loose, man. Nervous energy, you know. Stay loose. <laughs> so they are replacing. The two of them, NBC has announced they're bringing in Smiley Kaufman to be the on-course reporter. Smiley has worked for, he's kind of freelance, has worked for everyone in the last year or so now that he's kind of given up his playing career. Good buddies with JT, Spieth, Ricky Fowler. Um, I think he's been good. I mean, he's done some, he did some amateur stuff, college stuff, pro stuff. He's kind of dabbling a little bit of everything with, I think, pretty much every major um Broadcast companies, CBS, NBC, you know, Golf Channel, ESPN. So I think he'll be good. A little bit of a younger voice that knows these guys a little bit more, and that's that's a thing that's that's hard in golf. And I heard this somewhere, and it was, it was a great point. Let's get where I heard it. It's hard in golf because your career's so long. You, you know, what I mean, you're playing into your fifties, even your sixties. Mm-hmm. So to get a guy in their thirties or Hell, Spali might still even be in his late 20s. Um, that knows these guys that has has been in it recently is hard to do. I mean, you're, you're typically going to get older guys that are, you know, kind of, ah, I'm not really going to play in the Champions Tour or just play a little bit here or there. And they're not really in touch with the 25 year olds that are on the PJ Tour. Um, but he is. And so I think that's a good, a good get where we might get a little bit of a different perspective. Like Colt Nost has been awesome for CBS. And again, another guy that's younger. Um, than most, you know, on-course reporters we've, we've ever heard before.
2: Yeah, um, no, I I think you're exactly right. I think that's probably why he's even in that position. So it, and you've got to mix a little bit of of both, right? So that you still have some of the older guys like Tiger Woods, like, it, do you want to have a a, a conversation with Tiger Woods? Do you want Smiley Coughlin to do that at the end of the round? Um, I, my, maybe, I don't know, but you would yeah. think you would want somebody that's a, that maybe is a little older is more seasoned that can stand up to a, you know, a power figure like that, you know, so some sure. of the, some of the older guys, you want to mix in that, that guy, that commentator who's been around the game for a long time, where there's a little bit of seniority, even though Tiger's the man, if he's got a, you know, 55 or 60 year old, you know, whoever, whether it's man or woman, somebody who's been around the game for a long time. Yeah. That's why I Dottie's is so a, good. Yeah. Just a different, uh, different level of respect, you know, like a Judy Rankin, like, I mean, you, you know, I know she's retired, but she was like the best, you know, like anybody would take an interview from her because she just, she knew exactly what she was doing. Yeah, She was an absolute professional. She'd be fair. Yeah. Very fair. Wouldn't ask you a question that's going to make you look like an idiot. And that's where, that's where the players, they, that's who they want to talk to. You know, they're like, Hey, do you want to, I can sit down and talk to you for three minutes, four minutes, whatever. Cause I trust you, you know, there's a common, you know, the, there's a commonality there. Like, you're going to ask me questions that I can answer without you pushing me you know you're not trying to break a story right now and make me look like an idiot okay let's do it I trust you let's go sit down whereas you know Smiley Kaufman you know with the Tiger Woods I'm not saying that he can't do a good interview I'm just hypothetically speaking if it's a young guy Tiger's like I don't know if I want to sit down with this guy I don't know what he's if he's trying to make a name for himself he's going to try to call me out on something then I'm not going to take that chance you know
0: yeah, and the on-course reporter doesn't that, have to. on-course reporter have to do that many interviews. They'll grab them after the round briefly. You know, if they yeah. maybe they win off on the green, they're kind of leaving it to the Amanda Bally of the world. Sure, um,
2: but even like even prior to that, maybe not like an on-course interview, but like they like you always hear the the, the whoever's there on uh, with each individual uh, team or with the network. They've uh, hey, I talked to Tiger on the range today for about five. Yeah, minutes.
0: they do. Yeah, you know, they
2: do a lot of that. But behind beforehand. the scenes, maybe not so a formal interview on, on camera, but they'll get in and they've got a relationship. Whereas, like I said, it's just, it's having a little mix of both. Whereas Smiley can maybe can latch on with some of these, you know, younger guys, like you said, and, and still be it, speak the same language and, um, and and make, get the point across to the audience of, of exactly what's going on with those younger guys. Whereas an older guy or, or a lady um, can interview tiger and, and handle that interview a little bit better.
0: And then NBC's adding a uh, Brad Faxon, Kurt Byram. Uh, two voices that are familiar Faxon was with Fox for a little bit when they had the, the USGA um, agreement. Kurt Byron's been on the golf channel. So kind of a, a promotion, I guess, within the,
1: he, the he's lackluster though. My I,
0: I kind of like Byron. I don't mind him. I think he's pretty intelligent. Um, I don't
1: disagree with that. I just don't think he offers. An entertaining take. I mean, I, I'm not saying he's not entertaining. He's, 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 He's professional. He he's professional, but I don't know. I, I like I like seeing them bring in guys that can offer, mm-hmm. um, offer a little bit more of the, not necessarily jabs, but someone that, not quite a David Faraday. But uh, yeah, I got gotcha. yep. you. Yep. Know, yep. Some of them yeah. offer a little bit, a little bit of a different take. I think it's just it's where the game is going. I think it's what we need to attract more fans to it. You know, the professionalism is fantastic and I love a lot of that. And there's a lot of times where that's what's needed, but there are times where we want to make it more attractive to more viewers and we want to make it a little bit more fun. And it's nice to see some of the, you know, not necessarily ribbing again, but at the same time, just, just that little bit of additional personality that makes it a, a more Yeah.
0: So you you think he's a little bit of kind of been there, done that.
1: Well, I don't think necessarily been there, done that. I just think he's 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 just there's nothing there's there's nothing the that sets he... him
2: apart from the
1: from the next commentator. So whereas, kind of,
2: we're make, if I'm if I'm you know yeah. no, saying this correctly, like I think, like you said with Smiley, he's a younger guy. He can we're going to get a younger perspective on absolutely. how he sees the game, how he sees the players, and then you've got Brad Faxon, arguably the best putter of all time. I mean, I'm interested. I'm always interested to hear what Brad Faxon has to say. So if he's giving us like any type of intel on what the guys are doing on the greens, like I'm, I'm all ears. I'm like, oh, if Brad Faxon was thinking that these guys are doing this. I mean, that's probably right. Whereas yeah, Kurt Byron, a different
1: professional take.
2: Yeah, exactly. Where Kurt Byron, like you said, very professional. Um, but you're not getting anything special there. Like you're not getting anything different. Yeah, and maybe that. that's exactly what what you need, you know, maybe you've got a big personality in Brad Faxon who maybe wants to talk too much and Kurt Byron can kind of bring them all back to life. Sure. Um, you know, so I don't know something like that. I mean, maybe, maybe Fax- be a Faxon works with course. a couple of the guys on tour, you know,
0: he helps yeah. out Rory pretty much kind of Rory's putting coach, you know, so that'll create a little bit more insight there too.
2: Yeah. that will be awesome. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> Tell me everything you guys are working on. That's cool.
0: Yeah. So, um, well, we'll give Roger and, and Gary a, a tip of the cap. We appreciate their their work, and it's been fun yep, listening absolutely. to them. And um, but yeah, I think golf golf needs some fresh voices and shakeups. Even though these three voices aren't completely fresh, we've I don't we necessarily agree with
1: how this all went down. I don't necessarily agree that we needed to get rid of them as much as add some people to the mix. Sure, i I, I will go. I will go on record and say that much. About okay, it.
0: all right. I agree with that. I'm okay with that take. Um but let's let's get into you know, some live news. Gosh, I've been waiting all day for this. So And I mean big, not really, joking. Big <laughs> news. <clears throat> excuse me. Big news today. The Masters announced formally that they are not changing their qualifications to get into the field for their invitee list, which means they're not banning live players. Live players can play if they qualify and those qualifications uh you know a few of the big ones that these guys are qualifying on are past champions masters past champions get in the field I'll be curious to see if they get an invite to the champions dinner
1: but I they're in they that's that's the type of organization that Augusta National is and what the Masters yep. is they're going to be by the book they say that those guys are going to be there and they have guys that have qualified under previous champion status or past champion status then they're going to be invited.
0: Then you have the players that have won a major in the last five years. So the Cam Smiths, the Bryson's, the Brooks Kepkos of the world. And then you have guys that are in the top 50 in the world ranking. So currently speaking, there are 16 guys on live that will get into the field. Um, I don't need to go down that list unless you want me to. Um, but i was not shocked by this i don't think anyone really was shocked by this i think this is really their only option you know and in pretty much you know the 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 open the british open has come out and basically said that they were going to look at it but probably weren't going to keep it open and not going to change and um the U.S. Open has kind of said the same thing. I mean, they had a chance this summer to say something, and they didn't. And um, I, I don't think this is a big surprise. I think this is the right move. This is not the Masters, you know, fight,
2: you know, to pick. Um, that, that would be the worst thing they could do in terms of what they stand for and and the visibility they have with the. I would say outside of, you know, obviously the US, but with the world, I mean, people, when they think of golf, they think I, I, the masters is, is the tournament that jumps out. I mean, I, I know people like the, 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 open championship and they talk about the US open, but between the masters and the, the open championship, everybody knows what, what this thing is. And by them starting to cut ties with some of these players and limit the field, like you said, picking the fight, picking the wrong fight. It's like, it's not really your fight. Let them deal with it. Uh, put the field, the best field that you can based on your previous qualifications. I I think this is going to turn into, um, I think it's going to turn into a pretty big live, you know, PJ tour, you know, match during the the Masters. Like if we have uh, a live tour win the Masters and then maybe they go three, four, five, or two, three, five, or something like that. And you've got a majority of the top five guys are live players. It's definitely going to keep This buzz alive and it's going to keep it going and fueling the fire, which and the master, the Augusta national and the master's tournament. Great. They love that. Why would they not want that? That's more, that's more, more ratings, more of a reason for us to tune in to see what happens. Like, is, is it really going to be a fight? Like not physically, but are there going to, is it going to get chippy between live players and PGA tour players? People like watching that stuff. That's how, do the, watch. how will the, how will the fans react? To, yeah. Know? I mean, that, but that's, like it, it said, could that's be, why people watch that stuff. It could be a double-edged
0: sword though, for the live guys too. Cause if they come out and lay an egg.
2: Sure. Sure. Um, I know no question, but I think from, if we're, you know, turning this back to, uh, Augusta national and the masters tournament committee, that's a no brainer. Why would we not want that buzz? You know, hey, people want to watch, you know, if they're PJ Tour fans, they want to watch the live tour players, guys suffer. I mean, that's what sport is. They people root for their teams and they yeah. watch the other ones suck, you know, and that's that's it's, it is what it is. But that's and but and, and we haven't had anything like this in the past. So I, I do think if Tiger plays and is somewhat healthy and we've got the live thing going on, <laughs> the viewership is going to be through the roof.
1: I think ultimately this is this is a, a very big decision and it's a huge win for live and i think a lot of tournaments would give their their it to just be somehow associated with a brand that is as classy and well respected as the augusta national and the masters brand is i think they are the preeminent force <clears throat> excuse me in a lot of the deciding factors of how other people associate with their decision making you know you I, with the Augusta National and the Masters brand deciding to allow these players to play, I think it influences uh, all the other major championships on what their decision-making is. If Augusta National bans them, I think the others would most likely come down with the ban as well. I think because they're allowing them, they are going to be much more, um, best way to say this, uh, they're going to be much more open to keeping these guys as a part of their event because they don't want to have major championships where guys play and major championships where guys don't play. You know, then it starts to really, you know, mud the water a little bit. Um,
2: and that's, what's going to happen with the PGA championship. I mean, that's exactly it's, right. That's it's exactly going to happen. Right. I mean, and people are going to say, that's one. Well, they haven't, they haven't come out and said anything yet. They haven't yet, but it's, it sounds like they're going to follow the tune of the PGA tour. Cause that's, they've got, they've got an agreement with them, but maybe they won't. But I think, if they if they go that route, make it harder for them no it's just gonna make points. it worse for them in the long run like oh well you know so- and- so won the PJ Championship, but the best players in the world weren't playing especially if one of the live players wins one of the majors prior to in, in this calendar year and now that's going to be the argument oh you, you, he didn't have a chance to win the Grand Slam or I mean that's I know that's far-fetched but he didn't have a chance to win two majors this year or three majors this year because the PGA Championship didn't allow him in. So it's like, oh, well, is it really a major anymore? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know I'm jumping jumping a couple steps ahead, but I think that's where the, the PGA Championship, the PGA of America, they have to have that at the forefront. Like, I get it, PGA Tour, you don't want them well, playing on yeah, your events. but
0: Let's not get someone in trouble for something they haven't done yet. But
2: Well, no, I I, 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 I'm PGA... just saying, I, I, again, we all know that the PGA Championship is – has made it clear that they are in, in cahoots with the PJ tour. So all in all likelihood, I'm, I don't think I'm jumping too far ahead to say that they definitely are thinking about not letting these players more so than the rest. I mean, that's, well, I think they've also, they've
0: also thought of, they've all thought about it. I mean, even the, the Augusta letter today pretty much scolded the live guys. You know what I mean? It was not, not in support of the live guys. They just said they're in support of, of, keeping their qualifications the same. And if these guys get in on their qualifications, they no get in. they're they definitely a, not also in support gives of them.
1: The opportunity to just let that age out and give themselves time to figure out how this all shakes out. Are these guys going to be able to gain world ranking points? Are these guys going to eventually come to an agreement with the PGA tour and by them? Basically saying null and void on the situation allows this to play out to where they don't really have to make another decision. They basically just said, our qualifications are the same as they've always been if you're eligible to play in the master's invitational, you'll receive an invite and that's where they stand on it, which is a very diplomatic decision. And I think ultimately it gives them time to let really see how this all plays out because at the end of the day, they don't want to, they don't want to segregate this and pull guys out of the event that could suddenly somehow reach some sort of agreement shortly thereafter and have excluded some of the best players in the world and tarnish potentially one of their championships.
0: No, and so the way I look at it is, we all know I hate live, and I don't want them to succeed. <laughs> but I, I do believe the majors should allow them to play again. They should all they have their qualifications. If they qualify, they get in. The, the majors stand above all. The majors should be the best fields, and the majors shouldn't be in the middle of this battle of the PGA Tour and live. They're their own yeah. entities. They should say, "Hey, we're we're here to put on the four best tournaments of the year with the four best fields and crown you know the four best players and and the our, our four major champions for the year." And that's what they yeah. should do. I, I do believe, kind of like what you just said, McLean, that some of these majors are going to do that and say, "Okay, we're going to have to basically suffer for a year or two. And if Live keeps going, but they're dragging their feet and not not getting world ranking points, then. We're only going to have a small handful of these guys in the field
1: in two years. You know, I mean, they well, the past, gonna, past, past
0: champions, and that's it.
1: Yeah. They're going to eventually just no longer qualify because they won't have enough world ranking points. You won't have, you know, your previous winners or not previous winners of the Masters, but you won't have your previous um, PJ Tour winners that are getting in. And it will become a very small number of players that are actually qualified. And eventually, those guys will. No longer be qualified as they age out. So it's again, I think it's the right decision. I think it allows them to stay pretty much neutral on the topic. You know, I understand where the letter came out today. And it, it as you mentioned, it certainly didn't paint the live uh players in a shining light by any stretch of the imagination, but it does give them time to sit back, see how's this how this shakes out, and let's figure out whether or not we need to make a decision in the future. You know, as they mentioned, they will make a decision uh sometime in 2023 after the championship so we will see what ends up happening
0: it's going to be a media circus
1: oh it's going to be awesome though but here's here's the best part about this you know take a step back for your situation or from the situation don't look at how you're currently associated versus a pga tour or live fan and look at what we're going to get displayed in front of us we're going to have an incredibly entertaining product there's going to be an an, uh, additional dramatic effect to the event and we're going to be able to see some and hopefully some incredible golf and I think it also, you know, for all the guys that talk about how the Lib players aren't going to be um, or they're not going to want to practice, they have all this guaranteed money, they don't want to do anything. I think this motivates them more than anything all of a sudden. I think Brooks Kepka hit balls today on this letter <laughs> alone. I'm just saying, I think this gives these guys kind of that reinvigorated fuel. And if we can keep this, because here, here's the other thing that we're not looking at. Let's say that the live and the PGA Tour exist but with a lot of drama between them what the current situation is let's say this goes on for a couple years and they all get to play the majors this gives these guys a reason to go out there and something to prove this gives us the opportunity as a fan to see that increased dramatic effect to see these guys come in and battle it out on four stages a year and absolutely have a media frenzy every time I think yeah. it, I think it offers something really cool to us that we may never see again in the sport of golf, because as we all know, this is the the segregated tours, the two separate tours is going to be um, eventually this is going to be one tour, whatever it looks like. Eventually, there will be again one um, one dominant force in golf, and it will be one or the other or a conglomerate of multiple. But at the end of the day, or I, let me say at the end of the day one more time. Um, we will, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> we will see long story short, a great product for sure. short, we will see a great product, um, for the amount of time that we have it. And that's what really intrigues me and, and has me really looking forward to the event because we are going to see that, uh, that PGA tour live battle. I think that's going to be really fun for us.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting. And again, I think I wasn't totally shocked by it. It was big news that it was, you know, made official. But I just had a feeling this is where they were going. So some other live news. Their COO, Atul Koshla, I think I said that right, has Has resigned, um, which I think is a big blow because this guy actually seemed like one of the more adults in the room. He actually came over from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he was going to be the one kind of leading the charge of trying to get a media rights deal at advertising and that kind of stuff. And was talking a big game in some interviews he did in October. And then now resigns, which doesn't seem Uh, like things are
2: going great. Yeah, no, that doesn't seem great. I mean, I I don't know what I didn't hear anything on the backstory of why this happened. He didn't give any comment. At least I didn't see one. I didn't see any. That said why he resigned, like no, gave no reason, like, Hey, these guys are a bunch of idiots. I'm out of here. Or, you know, I don't know. Did you, did something happen on the back end that you messed up and you, they gave you the opportunity to resign? You know, it's always weird. I mean, I'm not trying to, I don't want to jump to any conclusions and put a shed a bad light on anybody, but I'm just saying that because they've said nothing, your mind starts to wonder, you know, uh, what, what exactly happened? What, what was going on? Why did you resign? You know, was it this, was it this, was this. And when people start coming up with their own conspiracy theory, it's well. sometimes it's better just to say, Hey, you know what? This isn't right for me. Best of luck to these guys. It just wasn't the right fit. And I'm, I'm moving on and and keep it at that. Um, uh, but yeah, I'd be curious to see exactly what happened and why he, he, uh, jumped ship.
0: Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem great and I'm going to take this with my negative live spin. If you guys could have guessed, but to me, if this is the guy that was supposedly leading the charge of solving pretty much their, one of their biggest hurdles, there's two big hurdles, the world golf ranking points and a TV deal. He was put in charge of doing the TV deal. He either got fired because he's not getting a TV deal, which means the prospects are bad or He could see the writing on the wall that, wait a minute, we're not getting a TV deal. This is going to go south. I'm going to get out now. Let me go back to the NFL where there's Buku. buku, This is where it's easy. (laughs) It's easy. (laughs) It's easy to make money in the NFL. Let's go back there and do that. Um, They don't have those same issues in the NFL. And so he's like, oh, shit, maybe I didn't realize how hard this is. I'm out. So I don't know. That's how I read it. Um. But he was, if you look back at some if you search his name and look at some of the the interviews he was given, um, I think it was with golf magazine, Sean in an interview with him back in October. Guy was guy was talking a big game, and now all of a sudden he's gone. He's
2: out. Seal.
0: So, adios. But yeah, it's just interesting. Um, I got super excited the other day. Good member of mine, Danny Ellis, got confused at the, at the news and he texted me. He's like, Norman's out. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "What?" I saw the CEO. He goes, "Oh, damn it!" He goes, "I read the headline wrong. I said CEO, I'm not CEO." <laughs> I get so excited. I was at dinner with the family. I was like, "Oh man!" I started like going on my phone and trying to like read articles, and there was nothing. You're
2: like, all Tiger has to do is just say one small one thing, and fucking is. Norman's gone. Shit happens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it did. It was interesting. Norman, of course, was did another interview. Um, so all he does is talk. Said he sat down with uh JT at some point and then it was like yeah have you noticed JT hasn't said much bad about us um which I'm not sure Norman's completely accurate there because he was one of the more outspoken ones with McElroy and those guys uh this summer you know uh, I haven't seen anyone ask JT if if they've asked him if if they he did sit down or what or and you know was it a cup of coffee that they bump into each other in, in Jupiter? <laughs> yeah, that's, they just said hey, I'm like,
2: hey, well, I talked to Justin. Yeah. He doesn't think he doesn't think negatively of the of yeah. the Lip tour. Well, we talked about it for three seconds, but
0: you know, they you know, bump that, each other at Starbucks and say, Hey, <laughs> hey, JT, I think you need to come to live. I would love to talk to you. You know, was that the conversation or Yeah? So Yeah,
2: they take take t- t- all that with a grain of salt, you know. Yeah.
0: Um but then they, they did announce a couple new venues. Um, and I'm drawing a blank on them right now. So one's at the Greenbrier, West Virginia. One's going to be in, I think it's outside outside Tulsa, Oklahoma. I did not recognize the golf course. And then the other one's going to be in Arizona at a place called the Gallery, which is formerly Dove Mountain, where they used Ooh. to host the WGC match play. So two courses you'll be somewhat familiar with. Um, obviously, the Greenbrier most recently was a longtime host uh, on the PGA Tour and owned by Jim Justice, which does not surprise me that he is hosting a live <laughs> event. That's all I'll say. Um, Here we go. That's we're, all I'm going to say. We're
2: taking a whole new spin on the, on the just, on this golf podcast.
0: <laughs> he just fits the bill. That's all I'm saying. They're, they have a type and he's that type. Uh, oh, man. Take that wherever you want. You can read <laughs> whatever you want into that, but they have a type, and he's that type.
2: I, lo- I love it. I don't and
0: know then, him. Who's this guy? <laughs> Jim Justice. He's the guy that owns a Greenbrier. Just Google him. Oh. Um.
1: I, I thought, know.
2: McLean, I thought you said, sounds like a great guy. It,
1: I, <laughs> I did say that. Oh. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah, based off of no knowledge at all. Oh, okay. So
0: yeah i don't know what to make of it um yeah that's it i got really nothing other than that uh dove mountain whatever
2: i mean green bar would be cool to see i mean or uh, just because it's close to us we could go and watch the watch the event it wouldn't be bad to see those guys apparently it's not difficult to walk around the golf course you know it's not as many people uh at those events so yeah because no one goes um I would, I would actually go. I mean, I would like to see. Well, there's the also, there's is. also a rumor that he's
0: coming. They're coming even closer to us. That they're going to be um, at Trump DC. Oh, really? I, I've, I've had whispers tell me that it's a, almost a done deal at Trump DC.
2: Really, be a good spot. So, I mean, we haven't had a. When was the last time we had a golf tournament DC? Well, I guess they. Tiger they had the Tiger's back event
0: back. was bouncing around there yeah. for a while. that's it, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, TBC Potomac was the last to host it, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that golf course is guys, that's hard. What a hard golf course.
0: So but yeah, so there's there's some live news. Uh I would expect more, you know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, I think I'd expect more after the f- January first. Yeah, They'll try to spoil, yeah. try to spoil a little of little of um, you know, the century tournament champions at Kapalua first week. That's what I would think they would do. Not many people, if you make try to make a splash in the next ten days, are going to really get much out of it. With people kind of being out of pocket with yeah. holidays <laughs> and Christmas and that kind of
2: stuff, it's just not going. I wouldn't. I would imagine that they'll announce a couple more players that are that are going over. That's the really week. the
0: big thing to me is I could care less where they go golf course wise. It doesn't really, you yeah. know, unless they were, unless they were to like steal like a big time venue. You know what I mean. Yeah. If Pebble Beach decided they were gonna, you know, become yeah. a Live venue or Riviera you know, or, or Yeah, or something. Bay Hill or you know, other than that, like I don't really care where they play. Um I thought Live was a worldwide tour, but it sounded like they're gonna have three quarters of their tour in the United States. Thought that was the 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 plus to it. Um whatever they lied again Well, that's where but that's
1: where the tv deal comes in and ultimately it it comes down to when can you watch live golf so it's going to surround ultimately what works best for the american tv audience and i think that that should almost be expected
0: yeah i get that and that's but that's that's what the pga tour does and people seem to not like it they say oh well you know, you get the Australians crying about it. Liv's going to Australia. Oh, well, the, the PGA Tour has killed golf in Australia. It's like, well, they're not worried about golf in Australia. This is the PGA Tour. Like, oh, Liv's going to help golf in Australia. And like, okay, like, you know.
1: Well, but I think those countries are u- more more apt and more used to watching sports at different hours. You know, their viewership is is probably more trained to doing so for certain events. And I think that's what they're banking on because we're not. We are not. And I would guarantee that the viewership for a lot of the events that were hosted internationally this year, even on the platform that it was on, was down when it was not viewable on normal U.S. hours. And I think ultimately right now, we all know that they need to find a way to turn a profit. And we all know that it comes in the form of a TV deal. And Fox Sports 1 does not give a shit about them televising golf from midnight to 4 a.m., it, it's just not something that is attractive to really, I can only imagine any company at this point, any, any major.
0: Oh well, yeah. And it's, it's going to be a United States centric because that's where the money's coming from. So oh. it's just going to be like the PJ tour. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. They're trying to sell you. It's it's different and better. And we're going to be a worldwide tour, you know, hell, even the the Mexico event, my is a PJ tour venue in the same time zones. You know what I mean? Like,
1: well, and I'm sure we'll see more of that. You know, it, there's no reason they can't go up to Canada and down to South America and play in a lot of those events and still keep it somewhat, uh, given them the worldwide ability. And I'm yeah. sure we'll still see some in the UK, still some in Europe. But it, it, I, the thing that they have in their benefit is that they can play an event at, you know, late in the afternoon in the UK and still hit the American audience mm-hmm. you know, because they're only looking at a four-hour window. So if they have the ability, since they have the ability to do that, we, they can bend the time zones more than any other sure. PJ tour can. So they still have the opportunity to still do that. What it will end up looking like. Are there certain time zones that I'm sure will maybe only get one event or zero events a year without question. Australia is one of them and that's unfortunate, but I also think that, that audience is somewhat used to doing so. And if they truly care about it, we will see a very very similar turnout for what we see in you know, a lot of the major championships as it is and other major sports.
0: Yeah. I, I, I still think it comes down to, I want to see where, what players go, if more players are going. There has been very, very quiet on that front. And you would think with January 1st, right around the corner and the PJ Tour really, starting to go full steam here in two weeks that you would hear of guys hey he doesn't plan on going to Century or he doesn't plan on playing this event in January that he doesn't plan on playing Tory that he always plays or he doesn't you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see if, who they get I'm sure they'll get a couple more guys that they going to be substantial guys I know there was reports of Cantlay and and Xander but then it came out that Xander and um Cantlay, Agreed to play, uh, committed to play in. Sort of the American Express, and where is that? Palm Springs, La Quinta, somewhere oh. over there. Um, the old Bob Hope. So, doesn't sound like they're going anywhere. If they're coming to PGA Tour events now, granted, I don't know when the Live calendar was is to start. They have put that out, and that's a February event in the PGA Tour. So, yeah, they could still play that, and then two weeks later, you know, hop over to Live. Yeah. So. That doesn't completely take them out of live, but they're, it seems like they're making a schedule.
1: Well, I'll, I think ultimately there are some guys that have that are a part of this public fund, the sovereign fund, and are saying, hey, we need to get a TV deal in place. We need to get some more revenue. You know, It was easy for us to cough up all this money up front, but we're not bringing in a fraction of what we expected to or what was on the you know, performa. So at this point, we need to um, secure more uh, revenue-generating options than just paying out players at the same time. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's someone saying, "Hey, we have to get a TV deal, and we have to get this stuff in place before we're willing to shell out any more guaranteed money for big players." I think that does exist. Now, I think if you have one of the absolute top guys decide to go over there, they would they would make a deal for him. But outside of a major influencer in the brand or in the sport, I should say, which is also somewhat a brand, um, you're not going to you're not going to see them cough up before they they start to figure out a way. I mean, we've already seen the articles come out talking about where the revenue is comparatively with where they thought it would be, and without that TV deal, we know that the revenue will never achieve that. So I think they've put a little bit of break on signing players, just from the standpoint of we have to get other things in place. Before we get more of these guys, because unfortunately, and uh, maybe not fortunately, but regardless, the quality of players does not dictate a TV deal. You have to have other things in place to dictate whether or not you're going to generate that. Now, if you have Tiger Woods signing up to play, I'm sure you get some some coverage, but we know that's not going to happen. I don't think there's anyone in the game of golf. That's gonna suddenly like I don't think Scotty Scheffler and Justin Thomas switching and Rory McElroy switching to live Golf suddenly gets them a TV deal. I think there's other things. Oh, I
0: think you get Rory, yeah. you get some a TV deal. You get Rory and JT, it's a TV deal. I don't know. More I think Tiger.
1: there's other things that go that go <laughs> in place.
2: Are they gonna give Tiger a cart? If they give Tiger a cart and pay him a hundred million event, <laughs> do you think he gets Tiger's not taking a cart? He's not doing it. Set it a bunch. Except- not happening. except except for the PNC and these hit and giggles which is what you think the live tour is so what, what's It thing? is a hit and giggle.
0: Yeah. Give him a call. Well, right? here's the thing. The PNC <clears throat> is a hit and giggle that says it's a hit and giggle. Lives a hit and giggle that says it's serious golf. But well, I mean whatever's Tiger's not going
2: it, over there because whatever you want. If if it's a, if it gets Tiger to come in if Tiger's, Tiger's like not yeah, yeah lose you know, control
1: gonna... of his schedule. That that to me yeah. is one of the biggest Tiger's
2: thing. not signing
0: a contract.
1: No, the money Not he that. doesn't need the money, but outside of that, Tiger I just don't see as giving up control of his schedule, which is what Live does. You have well, to we, we,
2: who knows? We don't know. Maybe they say, you know what, Tiger, you uh, we'll sign you. You just have to play five events or whatever it is, and you have the option to play as many or as little as you want. We just, I want your name attached to the Live tour for. They probably like, would do something like that. They absolutely That's would. That's fair. I agree. Yeah, for him, I think they would, and and it sounds like they probably already have, and he's still
0: because they're Mr. they're they're very concerned about the independent contractors that they have signed the contracts
1: <laughs>
0: yeah so
1: um in, in in most every independent contractor job there is a contract in place
0: yeah yes yeah so but we do have to keep that in mind though correct but these are like actually hard written contracts
1: as is every contract that someone signs
0: now. Not the way they want to talk about it. (laughs) These are contracted employees. I'm just going to let it go. They are contracted employees. They are not independent contractors.
1: That's the same thing. No, it's not. When you work, I've been an independent contractor, 1099 guy. I had to sign a contract. Now, the only thing that sucks about these contracts is that they can terminate them at any point.
2: For so, the most part, for the most part, really not a contract,
1: but it, I guess but it that's that's, it. The, yeah. that's the thing that's the that's the way they roll. Contract. So at yeah. the end of the day, you know there is a contract that you have to sign that you have to adhere to certain rules and regulations sure, of the company. That. But I would guarantee that the Libtor, as we've seen with many players, can terminate the contract at any time. So it's it's they're not a union. You know, and the PGA Tour is formulated more like a union per se than independent contractors.
0: Uh, we're 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 fighting some ethics here, but
1: they're signed contract.
0: They're not skipping. They can't <laughs> skip a live event to go play something else.
2: I agree. Well, I mean, I that. think that, every, it says every, so in
1: their independent contract.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you've got it, and just because you're an independent contractor doesn't mean that the contract you sign doesn't have stipulations and rules and agreements. Yeah, and I get that. If they sign that that contract, I mean, they have the right to say, you know what, hey, I don't want to do this anymore and go somewhere else. And I'm sure there's fines and stuff associated with it. Um, so, but yeah, you you can still be an independent contractor. But when the written contract, contract
0: is paying you money, the the independent contractor is signing an agreement to do their work to make money. This is. A signed contract paying them money that's
1: that's that that's normal yeah okay all right <clears throat> okay we're done you sure we can get yeah we're done we can get deeper <laughs> into this like we're almost on fire there
0: no i don't think it was on fire at all it got
1: close i was i was getting tingly
0: <laughs> all right Anything else on the golf world? I love, I love that.
2: I love that tone. That's, that's when we know that Mikey is not happy. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's He's like, okay, well let's just wrap this MFR up here. Where's the
0: mute button. I can go back to the mute button again.
2: <laughs> love it.
0: Yeah. while Tony real reality on your ass.
2: <laughs> um. Anyway.
0: Nothing else? That's it? Man, no Babe I, Ruth talk, you good? I mean,
2: no, we can get into Babe Ruth if you want. I'm I love babe, that. We'll get into
0: <laughs> soccer. We'll get into soccer talk because Messi's probably top two or three all time.
2: In in soccer? Yeah. Oh uh, I man, I could say that. I thought you were gonna say top top two or three athletes of all
0: time. And oh, gonna, No, no, no. I was gonna he's currently the he's currently the highest paid athlete in the world right now.
2: I can believe that based on how popular yeah. soccer is everywhere else, but here, but yeah. um,
0: his salary is $75 million a year. Jeez. That's pretty
1: plus, plus endorsement. If you can get it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> plus good endorsements. for that guy. Good for that guy. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for us. I think we are not going to have a show next week because of the, Christmas holiday, everyone's busy and tied up and we're not making going picks. On.
1: What's that? We're not making picks. Picks for what? For, for yeah. So I've got Santa Claus. I've got Christmas <laughs> vacation. I mean, we're not our best movies here. I mean, where are we going? Oh, best movies? It's Christmas vacation without a Christmas doubt Christmas vacation number one, without question. Um where else, what else have we got? What's the best top five Christmas movies of all time? Let's I'm hear a big it, right? home I Alone mean,
2: I, guy. I, I, I do like Christmas Vacation. I wouldn't put five. it one, though. I wouldn't put Christmas Vacation number one, although I do like it.
1: Home Alone 1 and 2 are, are up there for me. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen, the original one, is also pretty good, but it's like five at best. Yeah. Back okay. at I mean, I, I'll give you I five. Would put, give I would put five. Elf in the top five right now. I can't. I can't do it.
0: I don't know. I I've seen I
2: I've can't. seen Elf
0: more than anyone, more than any other <laughs> Christmas movie. I, still I don't laugh. know if I'm
2: just burnt out over it or what. <laughs> I'd still laugh over it. Um, it's just, I wouldn't it's, I wouldn't put it number much. one by any means, but I think it would definitely slide into the top. But
1: I love top I love Will Ferrell, but Elf is just it's too fucking much. Just <laughs> like it's it's just so out there.
2: I like, can't I can't do anything but laugh when I watch that movie. it's,
1: it's like blades of glory. It's awful. <laughs>
2: Awful?
0: Oh, no, it's not awful. I wouldn't say it's awful.
1: No, it's not awful, but I just—it's a do. good movie. It's a very good Christmas but movie. It's, it's very too good. far out there.
0: <laughs> Can't do it. I—I I didn't get into any of the real old ones,
1: you know. A Christmas Story is pretty solid, though. It's okay. Yeah, that—that's got to be like four.
2: Uh, we haven't watched that in
1: twenty years, but it's still—it's the bad The, the uh, someone just did a remake. I think HBO just did a remake of it. Oh, yeah, with the
0: same with this kid, he's same, now an adult. Same cast? Yeah,
1: I need to see it. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah,
0: it's like a it's a sequel.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I, I need to didn't see it. I said that. Um, regardless, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? No. no, no. I mean, some people think it is. I don't. I agree. No, I I agree. No, I love I love
2: it. Just because the setting is at Christmas time doesn't always make it a Christmas movie. I mean, yeah, it's still like a the action action thriller i mean how about, i don't think that
1: how about bad santa
2: it's a terrible movie it's how, well the problem is i can't watch it with my kids so i don't think no. of it as a christmas movie because if yeah. we're gonna watch christmas movies and we gotta watch something we can all watch what all i right, like so to watch it yeah
0: have you ever watched the the polar express oh yeah with the kids that's yeah. that's creepy the the weird animation in that thing is awkward
2: yeah. it's a little tom, tom hanks is like is digitized like seven times that? yeah
0: he plays like every adult role
2: yeah it is a little weird it's a
0: little odd um what do we watch we watch christmas chronicles on netflix oh yeah, okay. oh, yeah. that's pretty kurt decent Russell? for a kid for like yeah kurt russell's santa claus it's a pretty pretty good kids uh, even adults get it i, I don't mind that one like when the girls want to watch that i'm like yeah i'll do that i'll do that christmas mm-hmm. chronicles is not
2: bad it's up there we had the uh, in-laws that watched the kids a couple weekends ago, and that's the movie they picked. And my mother-in-law hated it too—too <laughs> too forward in time for her. It was, uh, it's just too like current, like. Uh, but anyway, I thought too it was modern. Good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I too modern. I, I think
0: it's I think good. good, but um, yeah, to me, it's to me, it's Christmas Vacation. It's I never stop laughing. There's so many great little lines in that movie. Oh, it's just it. The humor is just right up my alley. Ah, oh, god, it's so good. It's just pure gold. It, it's Christmas Vacation to me is actually like a top five movie for me all time. Not just Christmas movie. It is that. That's how much I love that
1: movie. It, it is that good. It is. It's absolutely fantastic. I
0: could recite the whole thing for you right now if you wanted to. <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: pass. Viewers <laughs> as it is,
0: or listeners. <laughs> It is so good. So good. If I have to watch one Christmas movie the rest of my life, it's that one.
1: Uh, I like it.
0: I like it. All right. There's our our picks. All right, boys. We hope everyone has a good Merry Christmas holiday season. We will be back um, after the first of the year, taking next week off. We'll be back for the 2023 season. We'll have the Century Tournament of Champions on the horizon, we'll do our picks for that. We'll probably try to, we'll do like we did last get a, year. just need to get an up,
2: update on our, uh our on our picks, season yeah, long picks.
0: I have it. It's not great for you, you and I, Jay. Um,
2: <laughs> Let give it to me real quick. Let me get. I gotta get motivated right now.
0: McLean, McLean is leading our season long DraftKings point list with thirty seven points. Jeez, Jay, Jay is second with twenty four. I am third with twenty.
2: Oh, we're in this. We're
0: in this. So That's the good. way we do it is is five for first, three for second, one for third. So we got some work to do, but we let him have the silly season and all of these worthless events. And uh, <laughs> now when the when the money's real, now we'll 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 pick it up, Jay. i'm not I'm not too worried. We've kind sl- of we've kind of slow played him, him here. He's, he's lost his touch. He hasn't had an event in a few weeks to make picks, so give him a false sense
2: of security with his with his lead with his
0: lead. But yeah, we'll probably do some season long predictions um, like we did last last year. And so yeah, back for twenty twenty three. So happy New Year's, Merry Christmas, Cheers. Thanks later.